It's Friday, the 19th of January, 2024. Welcome to the Fast Five Business News by Fear and Greed, where we give you the top five business stories you need to know in just five minutes. I'm Michael Thompson, and good morning, Sean Aylmer. Good morning, Michael. Sean, five stories to get through in five minutes. Let's get going with story number one. The employment market shed 65,000 jobs last month, but the unemployment rate actually stayed at 3.9%, which is still still a historically low level. Sure is. The Bureau of Statistics figures released show that while there were big job losses at the end of last year in December, there were almost twice as many gains in October and November. The net reduction over that December quarter of 52,000 jobs demonstrates an economy slowing a jobs market softening from very strong levels, and the impact of interest rate rises. While there were job losses, the unemployment rate didn't change because the number of people looking for a role fell. The so-called participation rate dropped from previous record highs. The 3.9% unemployment rate is close to the Reserve Bank's forecast of 3.8% for December. Probably won't have a huge impact on next month's interest rate deliberations at the central bank. All eyes are now on the inflation data due out in the next fortnight. Okay, on to story number two, and a story that really affects pretty much anyone with a super fund. Superannuation funds have bounced back from a loss in 2022 to record 10% increases for the median growth fund. That is the 11th positive return in the past 12 years. The long-term average return is just 6%. So that 10%, 9.9% to be exact, last year is pretty impressive. These figures come from Chant West. A growth fund is one that has between 61 and 80% in what they call growth assets, things like shares. International shares have done really well. They returned 23% last year, thanks to a more than 50% return from Wall Street's tech stocks. So if your super fund invested in Apple or Tesla, or especially NVIDIA, it probably did pretty well. High growth funds, which invest more than 80% in equities, returned 13.1%. While conservative funds, we're talking 21 to 40% in stocks, they returned 6.2%. So you can go and check your super returns for the year and work out whether your fund is doing okay or not. Now, a word of warning, super is a long-term investment. One year's return isn't what you're talking about. You're talking about five years, 10 years, 20 years, long-term. Yeah, and if in doubt, always worth getting some professional advice when it comes to superannuation because, after all, it is one of the uh, the biggest investments you'll ever make. Sure is that and your home. Now, on to story number three, Sean. Speaking of homes, new home building levels in Australia fell to a decade low late last year with borrowing costs soaring and higher house prices really hitting the construction sector. New housing starts fell to under 166,000 over the four quarters to September, the weakest 12 monthly total since March 2013, according to the Bureau of Statistics. The irony is that demand is strong. The number of house approvals not yet commenced in the September quarter were the second highest in five years, but people are holding off starting. Economists don't expect any pickup in the near term, though the federal government has promised to build a bunch of homes, 1.2 million over the next five years, so things should pick up later in the year. Story number four, Tesla has cut the price of its Model Y cars across Europe a week after the company cut prices in China in the face of somewhat uncertain electric vehicle demand. That's right. So in Germany, its Model Y range has been the price cuts of about 9%. In France, it's about 7%. Netherlands, is about 8%, 11% in Denmark. Electric vehicles and hybrid car sales growth is very strong. Global sales last year rose more than 30%. The previous year, though, it was 60%. In Australia, EV sales last year more than doubled to about 87,000. It's just that the momentum is just subsiding a bit, as demonstrated by car leasing giant Hertz selling a large portion of its EV fleet 
for being too expensive. The latest moves by Tesla are an effort to somehow pick up the momentum again. Fingers crossed, Tesla opts to reduce prices here as well, Michael. Indeed. Last one, story number five, China's population fell in 2023 for the second successive year, accelerating a demographic shift that poses some long-term challenges for Beijing. The number of people in the world's second largest economy fell by over 2 million to 1.41 billion last year, according to data released by the National Statistics Bureau. The drop more than doubled that in 2022 when the Chinese population shrank for the first time since 1961. That was the final year of the Great Famine under former leader Mao Zedong. Deaths last year rose to 11.1 million, according to Bloomberg, almost 700,000 more than the previous year and the highest since 1960. More deaths, fewer births. A total of 9.02 million babies were born last year, the lowest since the founding of the People's Republic of China in 1949. Not just the China problem, East Asian countries generally are suffering declining fertility rates. In fact, South Korea's got the lowest in the world at 0.72. That's the birth rate per female. Okay, there we go. The top five business stories in five minutes. Thank you, Sean. Thank you, Michael. It's Friday, the 19th of January, 2024. Remember to hit follow on the podcast. And if five minutes isn't enough, you can find our longer daily show called Fear and Greed Business News wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm Michael Thompson, and that was the Fast Five Business News by Fear and Greed. Have a great day. Listener.